0: Thank you so much for clicking on the video. I wanted to talk about how I think Diablo 4 is an MMO in disguise they recently unleashed a lot of information about the armor system and strongholds I want to give you that information but I also want to look at some of their interviews and why they talked about they really don't see the game as an MMORPG I want to talk about why they're saying that I want to talk about why they're saying that it's not an MMO but it kind of is I actually think if you look at the longevity of the title and the things they're aiming to do it's an MMO in disguise so It's all at the front of the video. I'm not going to make you go searching for it. It's a longer video. I'm going to end the previous stream about the Microsoft deal, the Phil Spencer video. And I wanted to dive into this because I have been watching, obviously, a lot of the content about Diablo 4 for a long time since they first started trotting out information. And it seemed like a larger game. It seemed like a game with, like, large open world spaces. It seemed like a game that was going to be built to last but then they started saying that like it's not an mmo and then in their recent developer update stream they started talking about the armor system they started talking about strongholds and i thought i heard some phrases that were really interesting with respect to why this is clearly an mmo so according to gamesradar.com in a diablo 4 dev update game director Luis barriga took the time to clarify that Blizzard's sequel definitely is not an MMORPG, despite some similar features. I actually think there's way more similar features than there are not similar features, and we're going to talk about that. Here's the quote. He says... Our goal has always been to incorporate elements from shared world games without the game ever feeling like it's veering into massive multiplayer territory. Now, what does he mean by that, right? If you're going to be borrowing all of these features from all these different games that are shared worlds, what's going to make it not be in the massive multiplayer territory okay to be clear they say this is not about technical limitations they say to be clear this is a philosophy rather than a tech limitation we find that the game stops feeling like diablo and the world feels less dangerous when you see other players too often or in too high numbers now listen carefully that's the distinction okay they don't want it to not feel like Diablo because you see other players too often or in too high numbers. That's it. All these other features, all the other things I'm about to outline for you sounds like an MMO, There's just not gonna be a ton of people. I think that's actually really important to emphasize. They want it to feel like Diablo, and if there were too many people around, look how many people are in this scene right here, right? If you had more people than this in the open world, in the public spaces, it would start to not feel like that foreboding, dark world. It would feel different. So, it's an MMO in disguise, okay? There are MMO elements and features all throughout this game, they're just limiting how many people can be in a space because I think they didn't want it to feel like they want it to feel like a shared world, but they didn't want it to not feel like Diablo. Now, they do emphasize private experiences, okay? So before I get to the armor stuff and the stronghold stuff, Despite technically existing in a shared world, all dungeons and key story beats are experienced privately between you and your party, no interruptions from randoms. So what that means is is you're not doing those things by yourself. You can if you want. You can do it with your friends, but you're not going to see like some other guy or some other character wandering around these private uh, things when you're doing a dungeon or what have you. However, it says you will find other players roaming around in the towns when there's not a story moment happening, and you'll probably want to coordinate with others during large world events so there are elements where it'll be considered you know quote unquote private and not public but you gotta listen to what they said about strongholds i think it's a huge clue into why i can say this is an mmo in disguise so let's just talk about armor so the recent dev update got into some discussions about armor and i think some of this is really really good for elasticity for scaling uh and for the long-term You know enjoyment of the game armor value will depend on item power and item power is based on monster power so the more challenging content in the later world tiers you will get more powerful item power so you'll be fighting harder things you'll be increasing the world tiers and then more powerful stuff will be dropping now Higher item power means it will most likely be more powerful, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes with affixes and other things, it will not be automatically more powerful. Now, this helps keep your baseline damage mitigation going up, right? They want to keep that going up so that you're not, you know, getting shredded. Now, something that they ran into in the past was non-physical damage was a problem. You could mitigate physical damage, but non-physical damage would kind of shred you in certain areas and instances. Now, Armor Now doesn't just mitigate physical, it will also absorb non-physical damage, and they set up sort of a math equation for how this will work. Now, if you guys are enjoying this show open, do me a favor, over 300 of you came over, smash the like button, get us to our first 100 likes. If you're watching the past broadcast, same deal, likes help the video get more people seeing it. So, The way they're going to set it up mathematically is whatever amount of physical damage your armor absorbs, 50% of that will be non-physical absorption. So as an example, if you have a 60% physical damage mitigation piece, 30% will be non-physical damage. So you kind of get both, so that way you're not too tilted to one side, like you're only you know mitigating physical now you can ignore specific elemental resistances and that means you'll still have some right you'll still have some of those things and thank you for the five gifted members i actually owe you guys five i'll keep updating this throughout this show open thank you Rygen. so you can ignore some of those resistances and you would still have some base level non-physical mitigation now There are other things you can use to work with this. You can use the Paragon system. You can use Affexes, etc. You can continue to kind of increase those resistances so you're not so tilted in one direction. Now, at each level, they have an expected amount of damage reduction from armor because they expect you to be able to mitigate a certain amount of damage depending on where you're going. Levels like 1 to 5, this is your level, this is your item level, you're going to get around like a 10 to 20% And by the time you get into like the 90s to the 100 levels, it'll be around 40%, right? So the amount of damage reduction from armor is balanced around the monsters because you're going into harder areas. They want you to be able to maintain your survivability while also incentivizing you to upgrade your gear damage reduction per armor piece goes down as you level to allow for more armor bonuses late game this is something that they said and armor damage reduction also decreases as enemies level to motivate you upgrading and getting better armor okay damage mitigation is also on monsters now now this was something that people might have glided over in the video this helps them avoid just having to constantly raise the the enemy's health right which was requiring you needed to do tons of more damage and then you have these numbers on the screen that are just ludicrous right so mitigation and resistances will be used to keep damage numbers smaller this is basically to help them with balance and scaling in the later game which i think helps them with longevity it helps them with that ongoing nature of the game this game is supposed to last for a really, really long time, and I would say we can see that in the armor system, right? You can see that in the armor system. You can see the way that they're setting it up. So that's all the information on armor. I thought that was good information, but I didn't want to do an entire stream just about armor. I thought there's clues here in the armor system, but there's even more clues in the stronghold information that really points at long term plans for the games. Stronghold is a place of importance, it might have been overrun by evil. As you're exploring there's going to be multiple strongholds in the five zones and each are completely unique. There's different stories, There's different gameplay objectives, different bosses, and rewards that are sometimes specific to that stronghold. Like the campaign, these are private experiences for you and your party, so there's nobody around. However, and this is what's really important, you have to remember what I'm about to say in reference to the reasons they don't want it to be called an MMO. Once you complete a stronghold, it becomes a public space where you might see other players. And they kept using this phrase, it will have a lasting impact on the world. And we're going to talk about that later, okay? And it'll provide you with good rewards. It's going to reward you with like a high amount of renown. Renown is sort of this new system. It's kind of an undercurrent of leveling that's constantly going up through various activities and regions. And when you get to certain milestones of renown, you'll get additional potion slots, skill points, paragon points. And you can unlock a bunch of additional content by completing strongholds they're going to be some of these are going to turn into towns with vendors some are going to be shortcuts to new areas some of these strongholds are going to unlock dungeons okay and they kept stressing that strongholds completing them will have a quote lasting impact on the world are you understanding now why i say it's an MMO in disguise just because there's not a lot of people around you're you're actively changing the world you're having a lasting impact now they have a minimum level But you can still try to do them, and you'll probably fail. (laughs) And a lot of new content will unlock and feed into the Renown system. So, let me give you my thoughts and conclusions on this, okay? Number one, it is clear that they thought about scalability and elasticity from an ongoing game status with the armor status, with the armor system commentary. They're basically thinking about avoiding some of the damage number pitfalls, some of the scaling problems of the past. That's, I think, a big indicator they're building something from the ground up to be different. They want this game to go on in perpetuity for a long time. This is part of why they are saying they're they're sort of building an MMO in disguise. Just because there's not a lot of people around does not mean that these systems are not drenched in long-form, built-to-last, MMO-style content, okay? Everything they said about armor sounds like they thought about year five, and that, to me, just screams ongoing, long-form MMO, okay? That's the first point I want to make. The second point I want to make is... Strongholds point to a world that changes... And that we have a lasting impact on. The phrase lasting impact on the world was repeated so many times... I have to assume that that's a talking point at the studio. This again points to more of an ongoing MMO than just an online ARPG. You wouldn't talk about an online ARPG in that way. You wouldn't have talking points and bullet points at the company like... Lasting impact on the world... That is something that's a little bit more meaningful and a little bit more deep than just an online ARPG, action RPG. And I actually appreciate their focus on not losing the identity of Diablo as they very clearly implemented system after system from shared world MMORPG games. I want you to picture that, right? They're borrowing all these ideas, all this stuff and systems from shared world MMORPGs, but then they're like, wait, wait, wait. If we go purely MMORPG, we're going to hurt the identity of Diablo. It's not going to feel like Diablo. I actually appreciate their their uh, attention to that strongholds sound like i think a great way to add content in the future especially if they add new regions with new dungeons that need to be unlocked new spaces and new lasting impact for you to have on the world number three the renowned system along with the paragon system points to a game that'll be longer and bigger than one that you can say is not an mmo this feels like a reverse of games that use things like mmo where they're mmo light right You've seen games do this, right? They're like, well, we're MMO. And they put it on their little Steam profile. And then you play the game and it's kind of an MMO light. This feels like it has more in common with MMORPGs than it doesn't have in common. Just because there's not lots of people around. If you add up all the systems, if you add up all the ideas, and all of the inspiration, and all of the borrowed mechanics and things, it has way more in common with an MMO than it doesn't have in common. As far as I can tell, this game is just an MMO with less people around in the open world public spaces. But, and I think this is really important your impact on the world through strongholds and other actions changes them to public spaces think about that strongholds are private and what's your impact on it what do you do to it you turn it into a public space so your lasting impact on the world is that you make it more public you make it more shared that kinda screams MMO they're going to motivate you to do this, by the way. This isn't optional. They're going to motivate you to do this with Renown, with Skill Points, with the Paragon system. So this long-form, ongoing system, its these, these systems here, they're long-form, ongoing systems. They are tied to a world system that has lasting impact, and it switches from a private encounter to a public space. So... Let me give you my conclusion. And I've got a caveat at the end of this conclusion because the seasonal character format feels really weird in light of everything I just said. But let me give you my conclusion first. Diablo 4 is an MMO. It just doesn't know it yet. Labels like Rogue and Soulslike and MMO get thrown around and sometimes they're rigidly defended or they're too freely used. And while that can be confusing, and oftentimes it can create a pointless and endless debate with goalposts always moving, I think from where I sit, Diablo 4 has more markings of an MMO than it doesn't player count in a given area or public spaces is not the only determining factor of a game being an MMO. You could say that's my opinion, and that's fine, but that's how I see this. We will be playing this World of Diablo 4 for the next 10 years and having a lasting impact on it. It certainly looks like, and I can't really call it anything else, other than maybe a new category if it's not an MMO. Now my final caveat, (laughs) my final caveat, Seasonal character design grates heavily. It grates against, it pushes against heavily all these systems, all these clues, and it even pushes against their verbiage. Why should I care about my renown, my paragon, my lasting impact on the world if the game systematically does away with the idea of having a main character? The seasonal model is the engine for the ongoing nature of, of Diablo 4, but it's built on systems that are borrowed from games with perpetual characters or main characters. I'm going to say that again because I wrote it and I was real careful with how I wrote it. <laughs> the seasonal model is the engine for the ongoing nature of Diablo 4, but it is built on systems that are borrowed from games with perpetual characters Or main characters I continue to think the more I hear about the systems and the mechanisms in the game they're gonna need to rethink funneling everybody to a seasonal character given how much of the game will be tied to things like strongholds and experiences that will feel largely disconnected from my 10th seasonal character there's got to be a different way forward and I'd love to know what you think that's my show open That's my monologue, second show of the day, make sure you guys hit the like button, hit subscribe, I owe you five members, I actually decided I was just gonna wait, we'll do that right before we go to the members only stuff, well there won't be a members only stream today, but typically what we'll be doing is we'll be doing talk talk members, uh, and I'm gonna be doing uh, slightly, slightly shorter, uh, I think slightly shorter uh, talk shows, probably like two, two, and then bounce to members or bounce to an upload. Today, there just won't be members. But I will I will gift members right before the end of today. And currently, I owe you five. This may end up going up, and I'll end up owing you more. I owe you five every 25. I want to know what you guys think. Diablo 4 has openly been saying it's an MMO. No. Nope. No. Listen to this interview, Caleb. The reason that I did this video is because they pushed against it in an interview. Uh, let me pull all the way back up here to the beginning of my show notes. Right here. In a Diablo 4 dev update, game director Luis Bariga took the time to clarify that Blizzard's sequel definitely is not an MMORPG, despite having similar features. They, they, they're pushing against that. And I'm saying, come on, you're an MMO in disguise. You're an MMO in denial. Everything I see screams MMO. I'm not seeing anything that is just a purely, like, throwaway... Online action RPG? It's an MMO! Now listen. The the, the reason they're saying it's not an MMO? Listen. We find that the game stops feeling like Diablo and the world feels less dangerous when you see other players too often or in too high numbers. Well, that's not the only thing that makes an MMO an MMO. That's like one aspect of it. But that's not the only thing. You see what I'm saying? Like I, I actually think I actually think that maybe they're pushing against that notion because of the expectations that come baked in with MMOs. Maybe people expect like a subscription fee, maybe people expect the game to be too grindy and they want the game to be really approachable. I didn't suggest it was bad. It just wasn't Miles better. Oh, I'm not sure what you guys are talking about. And so what if it's an MMO? I think that they should be okay with being classified as an MMO because I think MMOs are the next wave of games. Like, I think live service, especially, like, more approachable live service games, I think they are becoming a more common thread, a more common theme of games going forward. I do. I I don't think it's avoidable. I think the ongoing MMO light or... I call them, like, mid-lane MMOs. They're, like, very approachable. They're very playable. Like, you can kind of just pick them up and go. I think that's going to be the common theme of games going forward. I, 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 I was kind of saying that about New World when New World first came out. Diablo has always said that it's not an MMO. Yeah, they've been saying that from the beginning. Which, again, I find their reason for saying we're not an MMO to be very narrow. Right? Like, Horizon is an RPG, but not really. Yeah, but Horizon being an RPG is part of a larger discussion. Like, can you call a game an RPG because it has levels in a skill tree? And I think you can. If you have have levels of loot, tiers of quality of loot, if your character's leveling up and you're spending skill points in a skill tree, that's an RPG. Now, some people use RPG differently, but I don't know how you couldn't look at that and say... That's an RPG. Like that; those are all the markings of an RPG. That's why when I look at this game, when I look at when I look at Diablo, I'm like, "That's an MMO, bro." Those, those are all the things that MMO games do. I don't know how you could possibly look at it and see anything else other than that, right? It, it, what is there else to say? Okay, well, there's not a lot of people in the public spaces. There's not a lot of people in the open world, but that's not that's not how we determine MMO that's not the only marker what does MMO stand for massive multiplayer online and then usually it was usually MMORPG massive multiplayer online role playing game right you should be talking about Resident Evil 4 remake not Diablo 4 which isn't coming out until June you should mind your own freaking business also retail wow really isn't an MMO either it's basically a dungeon looter now Being an MMO makes me want to play it less as chapter eight. I feel like when people want to add live service to largely single player campaigns, I'm supposed to be happy, but I'm very much not. Well, but here's the thing though, chapter eight, you can play Diablo four and you can 100% never engage with the live service elements. You can just play through the campaign. You could play through the campaign with like multiple different characters you see what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't have to de- engage with any of the live service stuff. And then there are people that can totally skip the Diablo 4 campaign. You don't have to play it at all. The problem with that in modern MMORPGs is that they're missing the massively and the RPG. Okay, but Spriggan, aren't you defining it narrowly if massively means I need to have tons of people in the space? what if tons of people are playing at a given time increasing the likelihood that i run into people in the open space do you see what i mean i feel like this idea is like well you can only really call it a massively a massive multiplayer online game if there's hundreds of people in an area but why if there's millions of people playing and the world feels alive because when i travel through the open world in the public spaces there's always people around that's an mmo like and i don't think anybody could accuse diablo of not being an rpg if you've looked at the skill trees and the paragon system and the Renown system and if you listen to how they talk about the armor system the diablo 4 armor system it's elaborate like they learned a lot from you know the previous game. I know I don't have to engage with it, but usually it means less attention or care provided to expanding or servicing the single-player campaign. Not always, but we've been burned a lot. Sure, and I think that's a question mark maybe for someone like you, Chapter 8, is if you're not interested in the live-service seasonal model, you would only care about the expansions. They are going to be doing paid expansions, and that's likely when they'll add new characters. So that would be the question for somebody like you is... Are those expansions substantive enough to warrant me jumping in and saying, yeah, I'm excited to play this. This has got good story. It's continuing. I don't mean in every space, but when I go to a major city, I should be able to see hundreds of people in that area. With stuff like Destiny, ETC, I can count on both hands how many players I see. But why is that the determining factor? Like, think about how large towns can be in this game, Spriggan. It's a top-down isometric game so conceivably how big could a town even really be and how many people could you even populate in the area before it became absurd and annoying how many people can be in a public space I don't know if they've given a hard number but they said that it'll feel less dangerous and less like Diablo if there's too many people in an area if they're they're there in too high numbers was the phrase that they used Final Fantasy 14 WoW and ESO are prime examples of MMOs Just passing by to say I'm alive, just been sick, uh, so you guys have to miss me more. Alright, Bellix, hope you feel better. Would the Souls games and Elden Ring be an MMO under that type of definition? You have the constant messages, invasions, and summoning help. No, because they're not shared worlds. The minute you're not a shared world, I don't care that lots of people are playing it. You have to at the at like bare minimum to be an MMO, it has to be a shared world where I can run into other people. I think that's a fair limitation to say. Like, uh, you can't really classify yourself as an MMO if the world isn't shared. I need to be able to run into other people. Yo, Pobody's nerfing with the five-month membership renewal. Welcome back in. The whole MMO thing could work as long as it's not hamstrung by microtransactions. MMO has basically lost all meaning. Everyone gatekeeps what it really is. No true Scotsman at its core people were roasting Alien Dark Descent for the top down look so why wouldn't Diablo get the same treatment because Diablo is an established isometric dungeon crawler and changing its and changing its genre and game type would be stupid like that'd be like me coming at a game that's a first person shooter and being like i would rather it be a third person shooter that's fine it, that that's not the game that they decided to make that's not the game that they've built and they have a fan base that they need to satisfy Like, just because you don't like isometric dungeon crawlers doesn't mean that Diablo should abandon a format that's been amazingly successful for them for a very, very long time. You just have to accept that not every game will be for you. Approaching games in certain genres and certain types and asking them to be something different is a fool's errand. If the MMO parts... It's just an add-on and the single player game is solid. I don't see any problem. Issues may arise if the MMO parts take away or interfere from the solo player experience. Why are you looking at Diablo 4 as a game that needs to give you a good solo experience? What what from their marketing is communicated that that's what you should be getting? You, I don't think you're the target audience. If you're just wanting a good solo player experience and like a really good story, I think you're going to get it. Don't get me wrong. I think you're going to get it. But I don't think you're the target audience. They're, they're targeting this game towards seasonal grind, live service, shared world. Like they, It's always been designed for solo play. I'm not saying you can't play solo, Hilly. What I'm saying is the juxtaposition against I should be able to play the game solo and ignore the online elements. Do you see what I'm saying, Hilly? You can play this game... solo I think that's totally fine I don't think they're going to make that impossible or bad but I also don't think this should be seen as a as like an encased single player story game they haven't marketed it that way at all it's been marketed as an online ARPG like one that you play continually one that you play with other people or at least play in a live service in a live service element right Actually, he's on something. Asmongold has been talking about how MMOs are actually creating and needing good solo content for innovation. You should watch it. I'm not... You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there won't be content in this for you to play solo. I never said that. I'm saying that he created a juxtaposition between the, 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 the solo and the MMO. This game, you're going to see other people. You will be playing online. There will be public spaces. You can play it solo just fine but I don't feel they've marketed it in a way that you should be like man, those online things better not get a lot of precedence. They better not get a lot of priority. What are you talking about? That's the game they're building. This is being built to be an ongoing game. That's why I say it's an MMO in disguise. The the systems with armor, the 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 stronghold systems, the the, the 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 turning strongholds into public spaces. None of that screams solo game to me, solo player game. You can play solo, but from moment one, I feel like Diablo Four has been marketed as an extension of what they did in Diablo Three. Diablo 3 is what solo players want, but Diablo 2 is what hardcore fans want. Well, and a lot of people that have gotten their hands-on Diablo 4 gameplay, you know, the, the Diablo 4 hands-on previews, a lot of those people have said that this, this game is a combination of D2 and D3. I assume you can play offline in Diablo 4? I don't know if they've spoken to that. <clears throat> let, me look it, let me look it up. Will you be able to play Diablo 4 offline confirmed no offline mode confirmed no internet connection battle.net account and desktop app are required to play yeah you need an internet connection That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that juxtaposition didn't make any sense to me. It's like they haven't marketed this game at all to be like, yeah, I'm going to install this and just play by myself. And I'm never going to run into a single person. No, that's not going to happen. Now, you can play by yourself and obviously ignore the people that you see. You don't have to do anything. You just see them roaming around. You can just imagine they're NPCs, but you're going to be online when you're playing. You're going to be online. You're going to be in shared spaces. You're going to be in a shared world like uh there you know there's there's world there's world bosses that you know there's there's definitely there's world bosses that you're going to potentially run into. Like D2 and D3, two wet chickens in a battleship had a baby and that baby was raised by the instruction manual from Goldeneye. <laughs> you're not going to be able to play looters offline yeah they don't want you to be able to play looters offline, especially if there's any kind of an economy of trading. Could we get fifty more likes on the video? A ton of you came over, but these second talk shows sometimes struggle because some of y'all go so heavy lurk on me in the afternoon. I need you to press like spam some thumbs up in the chat let's let's kind of get some get some things moving. We're thirty minutes in, and I think we could really put this video in a nice place today. Wow, then that's not Diablo. I mean, how is that not Diablo? I don't understand. Diablo has always balanced the game so that every part of the content can be completed solo, and this fostered the leaderboard's ETC. If they are moving away from that, it could create a problem. I don't think they're moving away from that. I don't think they're moving away from the idea of you being able to play solo and having leaderboards. I think they've even confirmed that a lot of the leaderboards and the ladder climbs and the races, they won't start until the first season starts. Like there's it's not going to be something where you, uh, you you're like that's going to continue. I don't think they're taking any of that away. I don't think they're taking any of that away. I was only responding to somebody in chat who said if the solo content suffers because they focus on the mmo i don't think that juxtaposition exists is what i was saying it's an all-or-one package it's an all-or-one package it's it's an online game that you can play solo i think it's an mmo in disguise like you're playing an mmo You can play solo. Nobody's going to stop you from playing solo. It's designed with world tiers and scaling and armor systems and difficulty, so that you can play Diablo Four gameplay totally solo. You know, maybe you'll have to avoid end game and world boss fights. They might be too difficult. I don't know. It did sound like some things are designed for group play. They've not. Maybe they've not explicitly stated that, but I do think there's going to be some elements of the game that you'll you know are are designed. To flow a little bit better in group play. Adding online multiplayer is distracting, I think. It's not the same gameplay feel as traditional Diablo. Diablo campaigns should be played solo, in my opinion. And you can totally do that. You can totally do that. But there are people like me that would say, traditional Diablo is playing with a buddy. Traditional Diablo is grouping up and playing with the homies. I've never played Diablo for any great length of time by myself. The appeal of Diablo one and Diablo two for me was playing with another person. Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's check every corner. Let's grab every piece of loot. Let's fight every enemy. I absolutely loved it. So, like, your idea of like, well, that's not Diablo, I I don't know if that's shared. I think a lot of people would say, no, man, Diablo from the beginning was a was a co op game. It was a game to play with other people. Nobody's right or wrong, but I definitely think it's sort of up to what your expectations are based on your experience with the game up to now uh, I think world bosses would be the only thing you can't complete solo maybe it's impossible uh, maybe it's possible with a high level end game build so basically they're going Path of Exile style which I think c- makes sense since it's their direct competitor Path of Exile 2 comes out later this year so they can attract the player base while waiting I refuse to play games that require online and single player," says Josh Allen. No developer should have the right to hold your game hostage if your internet provider decides to do maintenance one day. I don't think you can have that sweeping of a standard or an axiom. I don't think you can. Because in this game, if they let you play offline and loot and do all these things, there's all sorts of things you could do to manipulate the game, the loot pool, the economy, Right. And then you jump back in and you've, you've now, you've now, you've now messed up the game and its economy. Right. Like, I actually think what, what Eugene said is so true. Like, you can't play a looter. You can't play a game with loot and a loot table and other players and the potential to trade. Like, you'd almost have to check a box that says, I will never play online. Right. they'd have to make you check that box like, yeah, I'll never play online. So if you dupe or you, you you, you go in and change things or mess with things, then they can't let you ever play online. In a game with loot and balance, I appreciate that loot and balance are living on a server. It makes it easier for them to adjust without needing a whole download. I'll be a retro gamer for life when the day comes. I wonder if you'll just... If you're, you, you will, you won't age out of gaming. I wonder if you're going to like ideologically move yourself out of gaming. You're just going to like, yep, I I can't play games now, right? We need 16, 16 more thumbs up. If y'all came from the first stream, remember, this is our second stream of the day. If you want to watch the other stream, we had a really, really knockdown drag out fight about Phil Spencer's interview. That one was hot. Diablo 3 is not cross play with PC for a reason because of the console cheating. How are people cheating on console in Diablo 3? The game will definitely have duping. But if they do server checks, I mean that I don't know if they, I don't know how sophisticated this is, but I would imagine if they do server checks, that'd be an easy way to, you know, delete duped items. There'll be games made for him, but not AAA games. The original Borderlands did this exact thing. You could play online and offline. It had trading, and it was scary. So many modded guns. It wasn't server-side, so you could cheat in items on console. Oh. It's possible, but I'm extremely anti-DRM. I think having online requirement and DRM are not one and the same, though. There are plenty of games that put everything server side, or they put significant portions of the game server side, and you need an internet connection. You know? There are plenty of games that do that. That's not DRM necessarily. They could mod the save files as they were console based for offline play. Oh, I understand. If the solo world is live service and has active change from the devs throughout it prolonging it, I can see a solo campaign requiring online. Offline equals scum saving and modding. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely people that get irritated at the fact that they have to be online because they want to scum save or they want to mod, but there's also people that just, they don't like, they don't like being dependent upon their internet connection. I can actually kind of sympathize and empathize with that. Like if you go to play and your internet's acting up or you go to play and they're doing server maintenance, that can be really irritating. You're like, I was going to play by myself. Like I was going to play by myself. What in the world? You know, I can't play. I, I know for a fact, that's one of the reasons people got really angry. Anytime destiny had maintenance, because I think a lot of people played that game totally solo. And it was like, it was sort of like a disruption of expectations. It was like, man, I should be able to play. I'm just going to play by myself. And they weren't able to do that, which means they were, you know, it, it, it kind of puts you into a stuck, uh, it puts you in a bit of a stuck position. It's like, I was going to play by myself. I, you know, I, I don't I don't need to be online. I was just going to go run strikes. Well, a game like Destiny in similar fashion puts a lot of stuff into the online space to maintain the integrity of loot and the experience of other players. And I think that that's extremely, um, extremely important, right? You know, I you you can't have you can't necessarily. I don't think you can have people constantly just doing whatever they want, and then all of a sudden you're in this terrible, you know, you're in this terrible downward spiral of yeah, people have messed the game up. What are we gonna do? You know, everybody's cheating now, right? You know, if if people are doing that, you you can't you can't hand your game over basically to. To people to say yeah do whatever you want we don't want to restrict your freedom uh and then you end up with a game that just gets absolutely destroyed uh to a certain extent right you know you got to be i think you got to be careful with it i think online uh i think online games online economies are very very sensitive they're very very volatile And that has to be something that's considered if they want this game to go the distance, if they want this game to be, you know, uh, enjoyed and played for a very, very long time. I think that has to be considered, you know, you can separate single player and multiplayer characters. Cool, Zaki. I I think that'd be how they would have to do it, but unfortunately, I bet you. I, I I can't say this for certain, but I bet they put tons of things like when you're in Diablo Four gameplay. I guarantee you, there are things that are going to be handled server side, so it th- it it needs to be online. Like sometimes they do that. Have you seen the spec requirements for this game? They're incredibly low one of the reasons they can do that might be i'm presuming i don't have concrete information but one of the reasons they might be able to do that is they put a lot of the diablo 4 game mechanics on the server and then you're not you you know your your computer isn't processing all that the minimum spec requirements for this game you can run this game on a potato you can run it on a potato you know to get good performance you could get you can get good performance on a you know on a on a potato if it was profitable, they would do it. But like I said, it's optional to use online play on Dragon Age Custom World. It's just because it's isometric? Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, Wheezy. You don't, you, the, the minimum spec requirements is more related to the fact that it's an isometric contained experience. Render distance, draw distance, all those things. They don't have to do nearly as much with respect to to processing power right my potato is ready for sure for sure Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're only about 40 minutes into the discussion. If you just got here, let me give you a bit of a recap. I argued in my show open that Diablo 4 is an MMO in disguise. We looked at the Diablo 4 armor system, as well as the brand new info from their developer update about Diablo 4 Strongholds. And I continue to say their verbiage, the way they've built the game, the systems, everything they're talking about. This is an MMO. The main reason they have pushed against, oh, we don't want to be considered an MMORPG, is they said that the world would feel less dangerous if you see other players too often, or if you see other players in too high of numbers. So you will see other players. There will be public spaces and shared spaces, but they didn't want that to be so big, or they didn't want the cadence of that. They didn't want the saturation or the quantity of that to make it not feel like diablo so there will be limitations put on how many people you see in a town a public space you uh they they, you know you might convert a town or a stronghold i mean into a town with npcs and suddenly see people and it's not going to be completely overrun with other players What I love about their approach, says Victor, here is it's player choice. Solo, fine. Up to four players in a stronghold, and I think it's eight or twelve for the open-world boss areas. Uh, Play how you want, and they're already looking at making sure trading doesn't kill the loot chase. They stressed that the best way to obtain gear is through playing, not trading. Uh, There will be caps on trading. Everything I've heard so far is hitting perfect for me. aren't MMOs reliant on other players to evolve or grow their character don't MMOs allow hundreds of players to play in the same world map together seeing other players doesn't merit it as an MMO I'm not purely talking about the fact that you see other players my argument CyberDNA is that Diablo 4 has more in common with MMOs than it doesn't it has way more in common than MMOs than it doesn't have in common with them you don't miss nece- you don't I don't think calling something an MMO necessitates seeing hundreds of people in an area. I don't. I just think you need lots of people playing at a given time. It's a shared world. I can run into those people anywhere I go. Within reason, there are private experiences. Like destiny refers to itself as an action mmo why there's hundreds of thousands of people playing at a given time and when you go into public spaces when you go on patrol when you go to the tower when you go to run a strike there's people playing ready to be there you interact with people at random it's a massive multiplayer online game there's a massive amount of people playing online in a multiplayer environment in a shared world environment like if you add up all the things they're doing if you look at the diablo four seasons If you look at the armor system, the stronghold system, the paragon system, the renown system, the characters, the skill trees, the, the long form content. If you look at the long form drawn out content, it has way more in common with MMOs than it doesn't. Why do they benefit from not calling an MMO, but it being an MMO? I think, I think very simply, Mark, I think that's a really good question. I said this in my show open because I kind of anticipated people being like, well, why would they be in denial about it being an MMO? Why wouldn't you just call it an MMO? I think MMOs have a stigma. MMOs have a stigma you 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 think it's going to require a ton of grind, you don't think it's going to be accessible, you think it's going to be really hardcore, you think it's going to demand tons of time from you, you think it's going to be a game that you have to kind of always play and always stay on top of and you're always going to need a big group and raids and this and that and the third. I I think that stigma is why they're like, yeah, we don't want to call it that. It's an MMO action RPG just like Immortal. So Minecraft is an MMO. You can join the Minecraft servers and play games with hundreds of other people if you want. I would say that, yeah, Minecraft is an MMO. Again, this is what I think has happened. I think people have determined that MMO has to fit into a really narrow category simply because the, the, the etymology of the term... Its origin, MMO's origin is World of Warcraft, EverQuest, right? You, you, you've you got to go all the way back there and you're like, that's an MMO. But is it? isn't an iteration, isn't an evolution of what EverQuest did isn't this right here an evolution and an iteration of a shared world an MMO where people are roaming around, working together, fighting together and fighting a world boss, isn't, isn't that an iteration and an evolution of MMO it doesn't need to be that many players, who, who determined that we needed that level of rigidity with the term No, you can't call it an MMO because you, you need hundreds of people in the space I don't think they're hiding an MMO, says Hilly. I think they have carefully extracted a few elements of MMOs to bolster an ARPG experience. The dungeons will be solo balanced. I think the world bosses will be a good example of a bonus experience that they have removed the group finder uh, and they've removed the group finder stuff and turned it into automatic so you just show up and it runs. They're clever to grab highlight moments like this but remove the baggage. I think they are philosophically against making Diablo an MMO. It's not an MMO, it's an instance, not a shared world. Just because you have a thousand different instances doesn't make it an MMO. Hilly, they literally describe it as a shared world. You can't say it's not a shared world when that's how they describe it. Literally, in this video, that's one of the words that pops up on the screen. Shared world. It's it's in their own trailer. They, they, they refer to it as a shared world. I don't understand. Even instancing... Even instancing is just an iteration and a version of dedicated servers. Go play New World, go play EverQuest, go play uh, World of Warcraft. That server is simply an instance where people reside. Then again, Lost Ark is an MMO. It has literally the same things. The only difference is it has eight-man raids. Yeah, why would Lost Ark be considered an MMO and Diablo 4 not? What's the big difference there? I think that's an excellent that's an excellent way to frame it sad cabbage. Like wh- why would Lost Ark be considered an MMO and Diablo 4 not? You consider No Man's Sky an MMO? I would say that No Man's Sky has elements of an MMO because it's a shared world, you can run into other people, you can build, you can establish yourself. It's long-form content, there's seasonal content, right? But, here's how I picture it. I want you to imagine, if you've ever looked at a, a mixer board, right? Where you're raising different volumes of different microphones, okay? So you've got like your lead singer, mixer, uh, uh you've got your lead singer microphone, you got the mics on the drum set, you've got your bass guitar volume, lead guitar volume, and you're dragging those up and down to get like a really good mix. And maybe in one instance, you really, really want the drums to be quiet and the lead singer to be loud, and you know, you're know you always doing that. That's how I picture it. Yeah, No Man's Sky's got the MMO turned on, but it's kind of at a low volume. It's at like a two or a three. But when you look at Space Simulator, Space Survival Exploration game, those volume things are turned way up that's primarily what the game is it's primarily a space exploration survival game right it's a it's a space sim game simulator so i i think that this game is an mmo like diablo 4 is an mmo but the volume bar is not turned all the way up to 10 it's at like a six or a seven our goal has always been to incorporate elements from shared world games without the game ever feeling like it's veering into massive multiplayer territory yes i quoted that already hilly that was in my show open and then i quite i I read the next part he says to be clear so he elaborates on what he means right there how would it be veering into massive multiplayer territory he explains what that means he says We find that the game stops feeling like Diablo and the world feels less dangerous when you see other players too often or in too high of numbers. So in his mind, that would be veering the game into massive multiplayer territory. Don't you see? They've borrowed all of the hallmarks, the systems, the ideas, all of the long form structure of an MMO and they've just said, you're not going to see people all that often you know, you'll see a group of this size fighting a world boss. That's an MMO, right? That's what that is. Your analogy, Diablo 4 MMO, the volume is so low, they're denying they can hear the MMO portion. But if in their mind, staying away from massive multiplayer territory is, to be clear, he says, this is a philosophy rather than a tech limitation. So he's saying, philosophically... Diablo doesn't feel like Diablo if there's too many people around. Diablo doesn't feel dangerous. It doesn't feel like the game we want to build if you see people too often and if you see them in too high of numbers. Okay, great. That's not what defines an MMO. That's an aspect of MMOs. So think of it this way. Let's go back to the mixer board example. The volume of the MMO has an equalizer, does it not? You can turn the bass and the treble and the mid up and down. The element of running into other people and seeing lots of people has been turned down. That's an element of the MMO volume that has been that has been tuned down. Do you see? It's like it's still basically an MMO, you've just tuned that element down in the mix. Solemn says, then traditional MMORPGs need a separate description then. It's distinctive from those kind of games that classify themselves as MMOs now. But this is like the people that say some games are not RPGs when they are RPGs. These are categorical markers. Yo, Ula Tech gifted a member, taking us to 36 if we get 14 more, I'll owe you guys 10 members instead of 5. Thank you, Ula Tech. It went to my man, Asian Slick Slayer. I think you almost have to zoom even further out on this. And you have to ask a philosophical question. Are you allowed to describe your game with category markers, or do you have to put your game into a category? I I, I think that's the fundamental problem here. I think there are people that come to the table and say, nope, you have to put your game into a category. What category is this? No, it's not an MMO because it has to to check all these boxes to be an MMO. Okay, you're trying to put the game into a category. I'm trying to use category markers. It's an ARPG. It's an isometric game. It's a dungeon crawler. It's an MMO. It's a live service game. Ding, 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 ding. Those are all category markers. I'm not trying to put it into a category. I'm trying to say it has category markers so that way you know what you're getting into when you buy the game. I'm buying a ongoing live service shared world MMOARPG. That's what I'm getting into. It's just an MOARPG. Leave off the first M it's not a massive multiplayer online ARPG, uh, uh, ARPG. it's a, It's just a multiplayer online RPG Live MMO may be the main category, but almost everyone classifies themselves also as an RPG, so MMORPG so it doesn't make a difference All MMORPGs are MMOs, but not all MMOs are MMORPGs Just called an M-A-R-P-G Yeah, a MARP. A MARP. A MARP. That's what it is. It's a MARP. Massive. It's a multiplayer action RPG. (laughs) But here's the problem with that, Spriggan. I think the reason MMO applies is because of how many systems it's borrowing from shared world MMO games. The one thing the one thing they're downplaying, the one thing they've tuned down in the mix, is how often you see people, and how many people you see. Do you see, it's like, there's so much more to an MMO than that. So if I build a world, that on the surface looks like EverQuest, you see tons of people, and you see them all the time, that's all I need to do to make it an MMO? Is that all I need to do? Yeah, you see people all the time. Lots of people in a given space. Okay. Fortnite's an MMO. (laughs) I go in. I I play. There's tons of people around. I see hundreds of people in a given space. Ah, If that's all you need to be an MMO, then uh, Fortnite's an MMO. Like... I, I that it, the minute you don't have that checkbox, I don't think removes the ability to be like, "Oh yeah, it's an MMO." Yeah, there there's the there's the shared world thing right there. Like right there in bold letters. Shared world. And this is another thing from from the, their latest Diablo 4 developer update. This is an, this is kind of another thing that I noticed. They kept saying lasting impact on the world. They kept saying that phrase over and over again. What? That sounds like an MMO to me. M- my actions in the game? What I'm doing in the game has a lasting impact on the world? I'm conver- I'm converting I'm converting strongholds into public spaces where I where I will see other players? How is that how is that not an MMO? It's a hybrid shared world. Different areas will have different caps to the shared world. Towns will have X players. Open world will have Y players. Bosses will have 12 players. Okay, Okay. how is that any different than the way it works in other games? That same thing happens in other MMOs. I think the difference for me with Diablo is historically the end game can be fully done solo with the main MMOs, the end game is groups. I don't see that changing. Yeah, but I'm not looking at that level of content organization. I'm looking at the game systemically, Hilly. If you look at the systems, just look at the game systems. I'm not talking about content categorization. I'm talking about systems. So you have an armor system, renown, um,. My brain just froze up on me. That was going to be like a a, a list. I was just going to kind of keep going. You have the armor system. You have Renown. You have the Paragon system. You have the seasonal character system. You have the new content model system. You have the idea that the game is ongoing and they're adding new experiences for you to do. New classes, ETC. Those are all systems borrowed from... Those are all borrowed from MMOs. Solo and group is a system. Okay. Solo and group content is a system that you find in MMOs. There's solo and group play in MMOs. Dollars to donuts, Hilly. There's going to be content in this where you're going to say they didn't design this for solo play. I I put money on the table that there's content in Diablo 4 that's not designed for solo play. If I were to play devil's advocate here, says Prowl. Good to see you, Prowl. One major difference is an MMO is a server-hosted world that is always on versus this being a player-side show. stored world with sharing but largely I agree with you yeah but the technical side is not necessarily the reason that I would still call it an MMO I'm talking about I'm talking about the player's experience as far as I can tell none of what you just said Prowl changes my experience right I boot up the game there's people in the public space there's people in the open world spaces there's people I can join up with and play I, I convert a stronghold and suddenly I see a bunch of people I don't need to know the technical background as to how they're doing that. You create lobbies or join a persistent world. That's the thing. As far as you can tell, Andrew, it's a persistent shared world because you show up to a town and there's just going to be people there. And what Paul is saying, right? This is a server-hosted game. This is an online game. You're going to go to a town and there's just going to be people roaming around. You're going to convert a stronghold to a public space there's just going to be people roaming around. That's not a lobby that you created. I don't have any plan on doing a show on Wolong, no. Raids are confirmed. You won't solo those until expansions come out and you're over-leveled. Yeah, I don't think you'll be able to solo raids. I think that's that's probably true as well. Destiny's peer-to-peer and still considered an MMO. Italian, let me tell you something. I debated weeks on end with people that disagreed with ever calling Destiny an MMO. Even though Destiny says, oh yeah, we're an action MMO, there are people that are like, no. They disagreed because of it being peer-to-peer, because of it limiting how many people could be in a public space. There are people that will never agree to that, that classification. I agree, though it's an MMO feeling experience. M- my main, my main argument is this. Th- this was my concluding statement. My concluding statement was way down here. Um. Oh, hang on. That's my. That's my ending caveat about seasonal characters, right? Um. Where is it? I phrase it in such a good way, and I can't find it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, here it is. Here it is. From where I sit, Diablo 4 has way more markings of an MMO than it doesn't. Right? It has more markings, more identity markers of an MMO than it doesn't. If you add up how many things it's going to let you do, how many systems they've built, how many things they've borrowed from shared world games, there's more about it that falls into MMO than does not fall into. It's sort of a mathematical thing. It's like, add up all the things about it that are kind of in the shared world MMO category. There's way more on that list. There's almost nothing on the list that makes it not MMO. That's because people like to take massive multiplayer as the game has multiplayer and is massive, which is not ever how I would use the classification. I'm not using that as the classification. I'm definitely one of the guys that does not see the game as an MMO. I'm not trying to argue you into seeing it as an MMO. I'm not. But I think it's important for consumers to know this game is kind of like an MMO in disguise. You need to know what you're signing up for. This is not some single player game where you're going to play the story and that's the end of it. It's always online. It's a shared world. The armor system, the scaling, the weapons, the armor, all those systems, the renown, the paragon, the seasonal format, the, the probably annual expansions, All of that, it's basically an MMO. And you need to know that going in. You can look at it and disagree with me and say, no, I don't think so. As long as you go into it with your eyes wide open, then I've done my job. Like you need to look at all this stuff they're saying. Look at how they describe the stronghold system. They kept using the phrase that you're gonna have a lasting impact on the world. They kept saying things like, oh yeah, you're gonna turn the stronghold into a public space. So some of the systems of motivation and player incentivation is literally you turning the game into a more public shared space. You need to know that that sounds an awful lot like an MMO. And if you're good with that, and you're not going to call it an MMO, that's fine with me. From where I sit, this game is way more MMO than not. Like if I'm painting a picture right with a paintbrush, and the red paintbrush is all the MMO stuff, this canvas has a lot of red paint on it. Seeds with 11 months, just getting here, can I get a recap of your stance on this? So basically what I did was, I walked through the armor system and the scaling and how they're thinking about longevity they don't want to have to deal with uh, massive damage numbers and you needed to do more damage, they didn't want to simplify Diablo 4 gameplay to where they just keep raising the enemy's health that's going to help them with world tiers right then they got into the stronghold system and they started saying this phrase, you're going to have a lasting impact on the world, you're going to convert these strongholds into public spaces and I looked at that and then I looked at the, the renowned system and then I looked at the stronghold system and I looked at the seasonal format system and then I looked at the fact that the seasonal formats system is bolstering and supporting an annual expansion system and adding characters and classes and i said this is an mmo in disguise they 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 say that they wanted to borrow from all these shared world games and if you actually look at the developers commentary on why they don't want to veer into mmo he talks about how it wouldn't feel like diablo if you saw people too often or you saw too many people in a given area and i'm like that's not the only thing that defines a game as an MMO. If the rest of your game has all the hallmarks of an MMO, but you limited the number of people in a space, and you limited how often I saw people, it still is an MMO. EverQuest could have pushed out a patch, World of Warcraft could have pushed out a patch that limited how many people you saw in public spaces, and how often you saw other people, and it would still be an MMO. If they went and they limited that aspect and they turned that aspect of EverQuest down to where you saw way less people in public spaces, you saw way less people when you were roaming the world, and when you did see people, they were in smaller quantities, it would still be an MMO. And that's what I see in Diablo. It's like, you guys borrowed all of the categories, the systems, the ideas, the philosophies, the ongoing long-form content model, and it's all from MMOs. And you dial down how often I see people and the quantity of people that I'll see in a given area. He talked about Mid Atomic Heart not being a good game like Wolong. Oh, well, I want to see him play through of Wolong. It would be great content for him. No, it would not. You're not familiar with my content and you certainly don't support my content model if you think I should do a full playthrough of Wolong. (laughs) It would not be good content for me. I've made it very clear from the beginning. I played the Wolong demo. It's not for me. It's too fast. I don't play games like that. <clears throat> uh, Here Hilly says, We're not going to support offline mode, but nothing in Diablo 4 requires partying up. You can play solo. Dungeons are private. Campaign quest areas are also private. Okay, here's the problem with that quote, Hilly. He's not talking about the ongoing portions of the game. He's talking about the campaign and the dungeons. There, there's gonna be, there's gonna be open world changes. I would imagine there's gonna be there, there's the world bosses. Are are there not gonna be raids in this game? Is there not gonna be end game content? Like, he's saying that for sure. When you buy Diablo 4 box price, you will never need to party up. Until, (laughs) until they start adding content. Hilly says, I've always said they are making two games. I think I agree with you, Hilly, and I think you're just saying what I'm saying slightly differently. I'm saying it's an MMO in disguise. You're saying they're building two games. I... I think that's another way of saying what I'm trying to convey to people. You need to understand I'm not trying to get you on my team. I'm not trying to dissuade you from getting the game. If you're going to buy Diablo 4, you need to know this game is an awful lot like an MMO. It's an awful lot like an MMO. Yavala 4 is not going to be an MMO, I repeat. It will not be an MMO. There's no proof of this statement. With 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 zero respect, coming in and spamming caps just makes you look insecure. I walked through a lengthy 16-minute opening show monologue outlining why I think this game has way more hallmarks of an MMO <clears throat> than it doesn't. So y- your your argument is so weak, it's almost not even worth replying to. Solemn Solemn says I agree that's why I say traditional MMOs need a new separate classification from modernly classified MMOs because they have too many differences to be classified in the same category you just gave us one and you didn't even see it traditional MMOs you would just you would just ask the question is this a traditional MMO and I would say no nope what's a traditional MMO oh you know everquest world of warcraft well vanilla world of warcraft everquest what was the what was the what what was the birth of mmos what was the birth what was the one that people always says predated everquest rune is it runescape i always forget the godfather the real godfather it's not everquest because everquest came before world of warcraft but there was something that came before everquest Was it RuneScape? I think RuneScape is like the granddaddy. That's like that's grandpa, right? That's grandpa and then Daddy is is EverQuest and then and then the son is is World of Warcraft like in that order. Those same hallmarks would make Vermintide and Darktide MMOs? I don't know enough to, enter, to, to to entertain all these what isms. Like, well, what about this game? What about that game? What about this game? Everything I see, everything they've outlined for this game, Diablo 4, is a shared world, an ongoing online game where I can have a lasting impact on the world, where content incentivization has me converting private instances into public spaces. The the armor system, the renown system, the paragon board, the seasonal system, it all looks and smells like an MMO. Like, I don't know enough about all these other games to entertain the whataboutisms. Like, even, like I said, even if you don't agree with me, even if you don't agree with me, you can be like, look, I don't agree with Lono. I classify this as an online multiplayer action RPG. That's fine. That's, that's totally fine that you classify it in that way. My point is, you need to know that that's what this game is setting out to be. I, I don't care what you call it. That's not necessarily important to me. From where I sit, there's an awful lot of MMO under this thing's skirt. It's not an MMO, dude. Seriously. It's an RPG. MMO and RPG are not mutually exclusive terms. Stop typing in caps like an angry caveman and have a discussion with me. What's good, Tovo the Owl? Welcome back. Meridian 59 and Ultima Online were the birth of MMOs. That's the one. That's the one. Thank you, Spriggan. Ultima Online is the birth of MMOs. That's the one. It's not RuneScape. It's Ultima Online. That's the fir- I think that's like the first one. Like you could go back to Meridian 59, but the one that people typically refer to is Ultima Online. RPGs require a dungeon master, a party of other players, and choices that impact the outcome. We're going to strict original definitions, right? Thank you. Role-playing games require a dungeon master, a party of other players, choices, rolling physical dice. You know what I mean? Are we going to go with that original rigid definition? You're doing that with MMO. Do you see? Like, come on. That's the problem with this. That's the problem with like gatekeeping terms. Like who cares at the end of the day? Diablo 4 is a massive multiplayer online only game. How can it not be an MMO? (laughs) Ultima Online had no classes, just skills you could learn. Full loot pvp it was fully player driven i mean when there's opinion mixed into the definition there's a problem pay to win <laughs> dnd mmo arpg get that guy out of here right death stranding is an mmo2 kind of i no i don't think so as a non-diablo player i had the impression d3 was basically an mmo already Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My argument today is more of like, it's, it's more of like a provocative way to say, you need to see the full picture of this game. I, I do think that's, the, that's something that people might mess up when they look at Diablo 4. They might approach it purely from this uber single player, solo player mindset. And I think they can have a totally fine time with the game. But it being always online, a shared world, a long form ongoing game might disrupt and upset your expectations. You need to know that it's more than just that. It's more than just that game you're going to play solo campaign. I think you're right because if you consider Destiny an MMO, it has limited player and open spaces since there's a cap in the tower and the player limit and uh, and you don't ever see hundreds of people in the open world, usually 20 or less. You convinced me that Diablo 4 is an MMO. I don't uh, I didn't think of it that way until you made your points. Well, thank you. I'm not yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to win votes. I just I have always thought the best thing for the consumer is to know as much as possible before the game comes out. That's why I celebrated the Final Fantasy 16 demo yesterday. It's like, "Oh, you're going to get to play Final Fantasy 16 2 weeks before it comes out." That's a huge win for the consumer. And that's a demo, not a trial, meaning you don't have to pay any money to play that. It'll be similar to Path of Exile. Do you consider Path of Exile an MMO? I would consider Path of Exile an MMO, given how it's built and how and how people play it and how people refer to it. They call it a free online action RPG. So what they're doing is, is they're just lopping off the, 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 the front, the M's. It's an online action RPG. Right? It's an OARPG. that's fine that's fine i don't think that's inaccurate i don't think that's like an inaccurate description i don't think it would be an inaccurate description to describe diablo 4 as an online arpg an an online action rpg i'm i'm not i'm not upset at that i'm good with that you only see other people in town in path of exile you only see other people in town or in diablo Diablo 4's official position is that MMO is a feeling, not a technical term. Yeah, I mean, they said they didn't want it to veer into massive multiplayer territory. And the way that they avoided that trap was, you're not going to see people as often, and when you do see people, you won't see them in great number. So in their mind, that's how they don't veer into massive multiplayer territory. An ARPG with MMO elements, it sounds fine to me. Path of Exile is extremely similar to Diablo, so they should be similarly categorized if you need a reason to justify a classification. It's an ARPG? Okay, here's the problem with just calling it an ARPG. That's that's like saying that Destiny is just a first-person shooter. There you see what I'm saying? There's more to Path of Exile than just being an action RPG. There's more to Diablo 4. This is not just an action RPG. There's more to this game than just being an action RPG. There's more to it than that. There's ongoing content structure. There's elasticity and scaling with the armor. There's the renown system. There's the paragon system. There's the seasonal system. Uh, there is the fact that I'm having quote a lasting impact on the world. That doesn't that doesn't square with just calling it an action RPG. That's super. It's like super narrow. Hilly says, I think you could argue both sides of this. Like the ability to make the core game private, the campaign and the dungeons, etc., would not be elements of an MMO. However, how many MMO features do you add before you tip the scales? New genre, maybe MMO light. I have thought a retail box version will give visibility to the second game, Diablo 4, online, which would potentially morph into something way different than the retail box game. I think the player base will splinter into two groups, with half following the seasons potentially grouping up, and the second half following the dungeons over and over again in the Eternal Realm. Right, and what you're saying, Hilly, is related to my final caveat. Seasonal character design pushes against heavily all the systems and the clues and the verbiage that I read through. Why should I care about my renown, my paragon, my lasting impact on the world if the game systematically does away with the idea of having a main character? I think the best paragraph I wrote was the seasonal model for Diablo 4 is the engine for the ongoing nature, but it is built on systems that are borrowed from games with perpetual characters or main characters. Like, I think that paragraph is super succinct and it's in line with what Hilly is saying. They're building two games. There's a game where you're going to feel like you have a main character. There's a game where you're going to feel like you're invested in the world. And what you accomplished. And then there's the online version where it's ongoing. And you're making a seasonal character. You're leaving behind the very thing that is is meant to be a system of importance. How can I have a lasting impact on the world When I'm on my 10th seasonal character. Right? Like, that doesn't feel connected. And I kind of agree with what Hilly is saying. Like, what if you just say, listen, it's MMO light. There's traditional MMOs, and then there's games that are kind of MMO light." I'm okay with that. I would actually say, Hilly, you could go traditional MMO, and then you could go live service MMO. All MMOs are live service. I know. That might not be as precise as we would want it to be. But something to indicate. Maybe MMO light's just the easiest way to say it. Traditional MMO and light MMO. Let's put both in the front. Yeah, it's an MMO, but it's not a traditional MMO. It's more of a light MMO. There's not hundreds of people running around. There's stuff that you can do solo. You know. Now lost Ark is an MMO and there's plenty of things in lost Ark you can do solo you can do dungeon solo quests and storylines actually often in lost Ark it separates you from your group for certain things it just takes them away you know as genres get older other genres borrow from each other and they kind of blend together sometimes it's hard to to it's hard to definitely it's hard to what is definitely in said genre. It's hard to tell what is indefinitely uh, said genre. It's hard to definitely tell what is in said genre. That you missed some words. I put them in there for you. This is just a box of what box to put in. Well, that's why I said you almost need to zoom all the way out and ask the question, are you trying to put Diablo 4 into a category or are you trying to add categories to Diablo 4 does that make sense I'm not trying to put Diablo 4 into a category I'm trying to come up with categories that Diablo 4 fits in it's an RPG it's an ARPG it's a live service game it's a dungeon crawler it's a loot based game it's a live service game it's an MMO MMO light ARPG instance shared world there you go that's easy to say That's easy. I think that fits on the box. I think that that fits on the box. Every game has a main category, and that's the category that needs to be the best to describe it because on the consumer side, that is going to be the most seen category uh, and likely the only one that they see. Right, and Solemn, do you honestly think if you just described all that we know about Diablo 4, if you just described it as an action RPG, you think that's sufficient for the average consumer? Ignoring all of the long-form, ongoing, online, shared world aspects. We ignore all of that and we just say, it's an an action RPG. I I feel like that's that's reductionist. I feel like that's narrow. I don't understand the obsession with categories. Just call it an online action RPG and be done with that. Because consumers should be informed about what they're buying. Nobody's obsessing over categories. You're projecting. If you feel like we're obsessing over categories, listen, I cannot stress this enough. If you don't like the conversation that I'm having, if you don't like the content that I'm creating, then frickin' leave. I'm so tired of people that want to get above the conversation and judge it. Just frickin' leave then. Let us have the conversation and go away. People were doing that this morning. They want to get out of the conversation and sit on the sidelines, and be like, can you believe this? Why debate this? Yeah, oh, Lono just makes negative content. What a stupid thing to obsess about. Then go away. We don't I don't want people here that do that. It's annoying. Just call it a game and move on. Yeah, just call everything a game. What kind of game is it? It's a game. Don't obsess over categories, bro. What's the difference between Call of Duty and Diablo 4? Why does that matter? Why are you getting hung up on categories? Just play games, bro. Like, that's not helpful. I'm not sitting here trying to convince you of categories and, and, and rigidity. And rigidity, I should say. Oh, there we go. In order to participate in the Wayfinder... Playtest, there's an NDA. Oh, hopefully that NDA drops after a time. We got it. I got in. I got into the playtest of, of Wayfinder. I wonder what the NDA states. Anybody, anybody else? You might have got, got an email for the Wayfinder playtest. See see what the NDA says. I don't know if I'll be able to do anything with it. You have to at very least also describe the online functionality, so at a bare minimum, I would call Diablo 4 an MOARPG, a a multiplayer online action RPG, although I'm personally fine with this one being an MMOARPG that seems fitting on this game. Right, and because for me, Solemn, I think if someone sees MMOARPG, they're going to be like, what's that? It's not an MMORPG. It's not a traditional. It's different. It's going to have different characteristics. Words are important in understanding how a new game will work and whether it's suitable for you is a conversation worth having, says Hilly. We have the same conversation uh, every day and the topic changes. It's not hard to follow but judging by today, it's hard for some to add value to the dialogue. Yeah, possibly. They have a very tight NDA on it as in like I can just play it and that's it or can I play it and record it and drop that stuff later like is there there a timed embargo or is it like no you can never share or talk about any of this you know what I'm saying that's the question that I have uh I've been under it for several months, and we cannot discuss anything intimate about the game. But this is the one that they announced. This is a different one. They literally announced this in their latest showcase trailer. Hello, Frozen Gamer. How are you? Details on the test cannot be shared as players will be under strict non-disclosure agreement. I mean, that's just so pointless for a content creator then. If there's never a point in time where I can share, like the last beta was no talking at all with watermarks all over the screen. If I can play it and eventually talk about it and eventually showcase it, then great. But if I can never do it, can't record, can't share intimate details of the game right now. You can only play it. Even this upcoming one that they're inviting people to, it's the, this is exactly the same as all the previous? That's disappointing. I know, the NDII have his exact same. Hmm. Right now is fine, but can he talk if ever? Yeah, that's my point. Like, is there a timed thing on it? At this point in time, at this date, you know you're you're free to say it doesn't say a date. Yeah, I don't like that because what they I I understand why they're doing it. I actually understand it. I just it doesn't help me because what they're doing is is they don't want you to be out there talking about the game when it's in a rough state, even if the even if the. The, the 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 beta and all this closes and then a month from now they're 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 getting ready to release the game. They don't want me making content and being like, "Look at this. Look how rough this was." Cuz that will affect people's thoughts of the game. Like, I totally get it. I do. Because the public doesn't know that I'm showing them old footage. The public doesn't know that I'm talking about old footage. All the public hears is it was clunky, it was bad, it was rough, it glitched. That's all they hear. Like, I'm sure at some point, but it doesn't give us a date. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an end if it's if it's in perpetuity because they don't want you discussing the state the game when it's in a bad state. I I don't. I, I it makes sense to me. It's logical. This was in December. They will probably change when early access drops. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I was looking forward to trying it. I mean I probably will try it and just, just so I, you know, so I've got some bearing, you know, when more content comes out and more content drops. It might be related to the Activision Blizzard deal. I don't see how that would be related to the Activision Blizzard deal. That doesn't make any sense to me. How? I, I like I said I'm not mad I understand I totally get it it's like we don't want people talking about a game when it's in a rough state because the public can't be trusted with that knowledge because they won't they won't sift through it and say oh it was an old build all they know is youtubers said it was bad and glitchy like that's that it makes sense I would thank you <laughs> Forced at a very 30,000 foot view and he was in my session that I played so he talked about it, but he skirted the details. Yeah, see that's just not worth it. It's not That's. I wouldn't take that risk. I wouldn't do what he did. I wouldn't I would not do what he did. Calling all creators. Early access is fast approaching. We would love to see you explore Evanor. Let's chat about how you can support content creation plans. DM, and we'll connect you with our creator team. Um. I will do that. Uh. All right. Thank you for that heads up. If there are in litigation, maybe they can't leak any info. I don't think that has anything to do with wayfinder. I I, I think you're getting, conf- you're either getting confused or I'm confused. That, that, that has nothing to do with it. Um, Let's, let's bring it back. I, I want to discuss this very quickly with you guys because I made this my final caveat and I want to know what you guys think, okay? My final caveat about Diablo 4 because I basically made an argument that it's an MMO in disguise. Let's put that to the side. I think we've come to a general consensus that, like, it certainly is mmo light or it has lots of elements of an MMO, whether you want to call it an MMO or not is not important anymore. I'm just glad that people are informed and understanding. This is not just a very typical action RPG. There's way more to it than that, and you should know that going in. You need an internet connection to play it. That's at least one minimum thing that I'm glad people now know about. The thing that I said at the end, okay, seasonal character design, I think, pushes heavily against all the systems and the clues and the verbiage about an ongoing game where I'm having a meaningful impact on on the on the world right? my renown my paragon, my lasting impact you know, leveling up and unlocking dungeons and changing the world and the map the seasonal model really feels like it grates against that I would like there to be an ongoing rhythm that would enable me to continue to use my main character, my quote-unquote main character, right? Denial. Yep, we agree. I don't know why you're saying denial. Um So to me, to me, I have continued to say that I would love to to do the seasonal content with a main character. I can bow out of ladder races. I can bow out of stuff. I don't care. But not every time, but some of the times it would be nice to have, you know, to be able to use my my main character, having a main character, especially because there will be expansions. There will be new story. There's even going to be story in the seasonal format. The seasonal format will have you changing and impacting the world of Sanctuary. Like they, they, they said that, right? If it works like Diablo 2, 3, and PoE, then you can play your non-seasonal character. Yeah, you did get in. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I got that same email. I literally signed up with like multiple emails to ensure that we got in, and I got multiple emails, and then they're all going to have me sign an NDA. (laughs) Doing seasonal with a main would be great because I don't like temporary characters, and I've avoided seasonal characters because of that. I like having one character to role play with and get into the fantasy that's my point is it's like what's the I just don't understand what the issue is with that like as long as you're opting out of all the ladder races and stuff I don't know If there's 40 people right now that have not pushed the like button, consider doing it. If you consider gifting or becoming a member, we need 14 more, and I will owe you 10 members. Uh, I wait to do that to the end of the stream. It gives you a reason to stick around. I love the fresh start of a seasonal character. I do. I really, really do. But I I, I also think it would be nice to not have to... To do that every single time if that makes sense I, I don't want to have to start a new character just to enjoy that content it would be nice to be able to say well you know you don't you don't need you know you don't need to start a new character you can use your main character especially considering there's going to be expansions you know what I'm saying thanks mama if there's if there's expansions, if there's if there's elements to the game that like you know you you want to have the story continue with, I I don't know. I really like the idea of having that uh, having that main character. I stopped doing betas for online games years ago. I ended up burning myself out in betas, and then ended up for the games before they came out. Oh, not being up for the games when they came out. Yeah. The, the Diablo 4 seasonal model, I think, sounds amazing. I think it it sounds, you know what's funny? Is it sounds way more substantive than Diablo 3, which is one of the reasons why I'm like, why why can't I use my main character? Hilly says, I don't understand how the seasonal characters will work in a live service model, like cosmetics, mounts, ETC being account-wide okay, but I still don't know what what I can do with my level 100 character in this 10-year game. I think I'll be playing that character in expansions, but if it runs like Diablo 3, I won't see me playing the seasons, like, why after a couple? That's kind of the point, Hilly, is it's like, I think the seasonal model appeals to the hardcore players, but I don't think it appeals to everybody else. I think there's plenty of people that are like, I why am I going to care by, by the time I get to my second or my third character, my second or my third seasonal character? I think the seasonal character appeals to some. I think having a main character appeals to some. I think the game is tilted in one direction that I I, I feel like they're going to walk this back in some way. The Diablo 4 beta starts on the 17th through the 19th for those that have pre-ordered. And then there's an open beta the 24th to the 26th. Have they clarified how seasonal characters will work? Yes. You will do a fresh start, fresh character, and you will be basically, that's what you'll be doing. You'll be going and grinding the season with that character. You'll have things to do, uh, objectives, challenges. Uh, There'll be stories. There'll be quests. Uh, They've said that the stories and quests will, uh, will actually, you know, impact the world of Sanctuary and you and those are things you you will, you will be only able to do with a seasonal character that's what they have said so i i i for one love seasonal characters but not all the time i'm not anti seasonal character i'm eh, sometimes i might not want to do that you know Sometimes I might, uh, sometimes I might want to play with my main. What killed Star Wars: The Old Republic for me was the player base. They get so angry if you want to watch cutscenes or get into the story uh, in a Bioware game of all things. How do the cosmetics work? Are they tied to classes? They are tied to classes, but they will be account-wide. So if you get like a really great cosmetic for your necromancer, you'll you'll have it across across the account. No, Lono, you will make a new seasonal character. (laughs) I know that I will. I know that I will. But I do think sometimes I would like to rock with my main guy, my first guy, my druid, my level 100, my my maxed out homie. There's just sometimes you want to go with the dude that, that feels comfortable. It's kind of like when you get a new pair of shoes and you really like them and they're really dope. And then certain days of the week or certain things that you're going to go do, you're like, you know what? I'm going to put on old comfies. I'm going to go grab my comfy tennies and I'm going to wear those instead, right? Because they're more comfortable. You know, you're used to them. I think that that, I think that's a common thing for people. I usually delete my characters after the season. Jeepers. I bet a lot of people do that, actually. I bet a lot of people delete their characters and say, I don't need this character anymore for sure for sure no doubt in my mind the wolf you can get in the beta works on every class oh so there is there is a class agnostic stuff yeah the little wolf on your back so like there's a potential for buying cosmetics on your main and if you want to continue to use them you have to play seasonal on the same class yeah yeah, unless there's lots of cosmetics like the wolf, because the wolf is class agnostic, so there may be decorative things you can get for your character I don't know, capes, cloaks, who knows what, that are, are not um, you know, attached to classes, but it's not your main Well no, what Hilly is saying is, is when you play the beta and get to level 20, they're going to give you this wolf cosmetic, it's like a little sleeping baby wolf on your back, you can throw that cosmetic on any class so there are going to be, apparently, cosmetics that are class agnostic, which would mean if you unlock them, get them, or earn them in the seasonal format, you could use it on another character on on your main or whatever. That seems so odd. Well, there's going to be class-specific cosmetics, so I don't what's odd about it. I have a main character for each class. Once the season ends, I transfer my gear to the respective main and I delete the seasonal one. I don't that's actually not a bad idea, Phantom Phoenix. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. To be like, yeah, I I have I have a main druid and when I do seasonal content with the druid, I I hand everything to my main druid once this once the season's over, you know? I I think that's pretty good. I think that's I think that's pretty good. You guys have a few minutes to smash the like button. We need about 30 more likes. I guarantee you there's 30 people who haven't pushed it. And if you guys want to push this member goal a little bit further, um, let me just give you a member count. We, we haven't done a member count today. If you guys wanted to get that, this is the last day. I, it, it, this isn't happening. I just want you guys to know how close you got. Uh, we got, yeah, we're still at 2400. So we just kind of stayed there. That's totally fine. If you're a member, don't forget about the the doubleheader horror weekend. But you have a you have just a few minutes. Uh, I do have a video about Dune. If you're into MMOs and you clicked on this video because you're into MMOs, we've got new details about the Dune MMO. Uh, we we've got new new details. Uh, if we get 14 more members in the next like minute or two, I will owe you 10 members. Right now, I only owe you five. I'm getting ready to give you those five. Um, yeah, Wolong's reviews are they're they're doing pretty well. I've seen a couple of people say that it's, it's kind of clunky, but for the most part it seems like it's doing very well. Uh, what I'm saying is in Vanilla Diablo 4 uh, I buy this cosmetic that I love and to use it in seasonal I have to create the same class but it's a new character so it's not my main. Right. Right. Yep. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it yeah yeah it does uh, it, it creates a dissonance it creates a disjointed thing that's why i said eugene the seasonal model is the engine for the ongoing nature of diablo 4 but it's built on systems that are borrowed from games where you have a main character all these systems of of perpetuity and longevity and renown and this and that and the third it's all built on that that that's that's having a main you know what i mean Alright, let me gift five. Let me do my five gifted members that I owe you guys. Here they come. Make sure as a gifted member uh, that you get into our Discord so you don't miss out on the members only content. Here they come. This is a reward and a thank you uh, for sticking with me to the to the to the end of today's stream. We had two great streams today. Got a little spicy. Got a little spicy in the Xbox stream. We expect that. We expect that. Arkham, Javier. Chris, Bobby, and Sam—you guys all got gifted members. Be sure to go to the Discord; it's linked below in the description. You can also use the Discord command. But I have got a really quick video for you guys. It's only 11 minutes long, and we've got new details about the Dune Awakening MMO. Uh, they sat down and did an interview. This game is kind of shrouded in mystery right now. We don't have a whole lot of details. Uh, we will not be doing a member stream today I gotta get a bunch of things ready because I have an early morning tomorrow and a date tonight with my wife uh, but tomorrow there will be two shows uh, we'll have an early day show and then I'll do a show with Mike and then tomorrow night I'll be doing the first uh, of the double header horror weekend we'll be playing the devil in me so there's a link in chat if you don't want to ride the redirect thing click the link in chat this video will redirect you to the dune uh, to the dune video Uh, But if if the redirects haven't been working for you all that well, please click the link in chat. Make sure when you go watch this Dune video, hit like, leave a comment. It helps the video. Hit like on this video before you take the day off and go watch this video. And I will see you guys tomorrow. I'll actually see you guys over there in the chat for the Dune video. So click the link or ride the redirect. I'll see you over there.